Hey, what's up, nerds? Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Nerds Who Live podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas, and today we have the first non-powerlifting guest of the show. She's strong. She's awesome. She's a strongman competitor, and her name is Sarah Furman. Uh, For those of you who follow any of the powerlifting trends on IG, and even if you don't, any fitness trends, Sarah and our friend Riley Presnell of the Ritual Apparel Crew did a cool little combo video about using, or rather, cross-training strongman and powerlifting, and kind of how they, those two can be incorporated and holistically balance each other out, kind of learning one from the other, which is very true. Um... You know they are both strength sports, and but they are also both very individual. And strongman is its own monster altogether. Um, they have way more events, way more specialties. The, the variations of technique is uh, much different. Um, and so we're going to have Sarah go over what those kind of nuances and differences are, and what the differences are like in a strongman competition. And of course, as well as what got her to get started in competing in Strongman and what drives and motivates her. So I'm really excited to have her on a show and to have a different type of strength or strength sport. <laughs> I, can't talk, I can't talk today. I'm I'm on my third cup of coffee. I'm trying to get it going. It's a Sunday and, you know, um, I'm working with it. But I'm excited to have Sarah share you know, a different strength sport perspective and to, you know, hopefully inspire people to discover more about the sport, look into it, maybe even try it. Powerlifting's not your thing. Maybe you'll love strongman, you know, and that's kind of the goal is that even though I've had predominantly powerlifters on because that's just who I have access to, again, this show is not limited to just powerlifting. Um, It's just my sport of choosing and the one I love and most of the people that I associate with. But whenever I can, best believe, I want to get a strongman on here, a weightlifter, kettlebell, sport athlete, you know, any really any sport because I feel that, you know, not one thing will work for everybody. But if we can introduce others to different expressions of strength and different expressions of physical, you know, catharsis that Eventually, one of those will resonate and stick with somebody, and then their life will be changed for the better. So that's our goal. So before we go any further, shout out to our sponsors, Viking Performance Chalk, the best chalk for lifting heavy shit. Calvert Illustrations, always making awesome art. He just came out with a new line of stuff. If you haven't checked it out, Calvert Illustrations on the Instas. The Johnny Horror Show on YouTube. I know he's working on some new stuff for you folks. If you haven't checked him out, do so. It's hilarious. So... Without any further ado, let's get Miss Sarah Furman, strong woman competitor, on the line. Let's go. Hey, what's Hi. up? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot? Nope. Oh. How was the drive? Uh, 
a flat one. <laughs> a flat one? Isn't that, isn't that most of the Midwest? It's just all flat? Yeah, I mean, there's some pretty, like, rolling hills now and then. <laughs> now, now and now and then. <laughs> yeah, but if you blink, you'll pass them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, that yeah. would that'd drive me crazy. I live I live two minutes from the beach, and then I have the mountains on the other side, so I'm spoiled. Well, aren't you special? <laughs> I mean, as in short bus special, yeah, but <laughs> all the above, all all, 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 all of the specials and all connotations, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, I'll still come to the Midwest because I hear that there's like good lifting there. But that's I think that's the only reason I would. There is. We're actually blessed we have a lot of gyms <clears throat> strongman and powerlifting in the area and a lot of good competitions too so that's a plus yeah I th- and i think you guys honestly i think you guys have more strongmen than we do because usually i'll have to go to like la or somewhere a little far like san diego to find a strongman competition where are so. you at i'm in ventura which is about 50 miles north of la okay so yeah i too familiar. I know there is some big ones, some big strongman comps um, in California, but um, there's definitely a ton to travel to in the Midwest. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit more known, probably. Like it's yeah. just a little bit more special there. But yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, which I do want to talk about. So thanks for agreeing to come on. I know. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate it, and you're my first non-powerlifting guest. Which is cool. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm um, so the, the pressure is on. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> oh, good. I can swear. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you, 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 yeah, we can. Yeah, you can swear all you want. That's cool. Also, I see you're not wearing a shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's fucking hot. Okay, so every every time I do, okay, first. Okay. Yeah, you do you you do you boo. No, all right. So whenever I do the show, I do it in my house, which is like a condo, and I have to shut all the windows and everything because it's loud in my complex. And so if I leave them open, you hear background noise. And I've tried this, but it gets fucking hot. So I shut everything, and I, I've like I've like had. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been I've just been like oh, like sweating balls in the middle of an interview. And I'm like dying. Like I did Stacy Burr's interview, which was also early in the morning, but it still got warm. And I had all the windows shut, and I don't want to like wake you know wake anybody or anything. And I'm doing it. And I'm like oh, I'm so fucking hot, dear God. I just want to like <laughs> open a window, but I know I can't. Your glasses are sweating off your face. Oh, uh, that's uh, that's that's an issue just all the time. Like any, everyone makes fun of me if they see me lifting. They're always like, "Your glasses are gonna fall off." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm aware. Thanks." My favorite is when people's glasses get steamy. It's like, "Oh, you're doing work." Oh yeah. Well, that happens. That, that happens. Uh, my glasses at my last meet fell off. Like they kept sliding off, and so I just, I just like, I like flipped them off, and the judge just kind of laughed at me. And I was like, eh, oh well, because I don't like, I don't like not, yeah, but I don't like not seeing either. Like I just need to get some fucking contacts. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing now. It is, but that shit costs money, and I, I'm, I'm not made of that, so. <laughs> You know, it's it's like, do I want to eat? Okay. Yeah, it's like, do I want to eat or I want to get contact so I can see my wallet be empty? <laughs> I can just, I can just eat. I can just, I'd rather buy food. I can wear my glasses. It's fine. 
I so, mean, food's more important. Yeah, exactly. Food's more important than everything. I'll pick. I I will I will drop forty to fifty dollars on food, but if I look at like a twenty dollars shirt, I'm like, eh, do I need it? Nah. Yeah. Eh. I don't care. Yeah. I'll yeah. spend my money on food. Exactly. Um. All right. So. Why don't you introduce yourself, um, you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got started into Strongman. And then once you do that, I, I would kind of like you to do like a Strongman 101 after that for people who don't know. Okay. Okay. So we'll break this down. First off, my name is Sarah Furman. Um, I am from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, I got into Strongman because there is a gym... Uh, actually in Cedar Rapids that is super big and a strong man they have pretty much every piece of equipment you could ever imagine um, a lot of power lifters left there too <clears throat> but basically I started out doing bikini I uh, didn't really think I was capable of strength sports so I kind of went that route first and just tried building muscle and looking good um, I did a few shows got my pro card and then it was like right after that that I was like yeah, I just kind of want to get stronger so I tried the whole power lifting round probably like probably like a month and I was like not for me <laughs> for, like, specifically I was benching and I, I still suck at bench I think that will forever be a thing uh, I suck at bench too everybody sucks at bench Unless, <laughs> there's so many good people and I watch them and I'm like how how well I know there I mean okay there's some like there's a few and they have fucking donkey kong arms like or, you know like fuck like Cody he like he's just donkey kong from the waist up and he's just yeah. uh, did you yeah. listen did you listen to his interview like I asked him about benching he's just like yeah I just you know it's always been easy for me and I just you know I just That's yeah, <laughs> I'm like fuck you, Cody. I like you a lot, but god damn it. Give me your brain. <laughs> I know, dude. That That's was me. that was me yesterday. I just kept thinking about him. Like, don't think, just squat. <laughs> oh my god. And that's the funny thing is, like, I try to like strive to get there in every lift. <laughs> And, like, some of them, I've drilled them so many times, so it is second nature. Or some of them, like, kind of just came to me, like, like stones was pretty natural for me. <clears throat> and it's not for a lot of people for some reason. Um, but, like, things like bench, I am honestly thinking of a million things at once. <laughs> well, because, I mean, if you look, if you think about bench as, like, what it's doing in terms of, like, force output, you're laying horizontally, and then you're right. producing force vertically... But yep. then you're, but then that force has to be channeled at a vertical angle while still producing right. laying horizontal, and it, the whole thing's a mind fuck. Yep. And now Pepper, I feel like tries. My coach tries to give me cues like every week. <clears throat> he like tries something new every week. And <laughs> we worked on leg drive for a while, and he's just like, "You really don't even need leg drive in your bench. Like, we're just trying to build." Muscle, tricep strength. You're not gonna bench, so and so I'm pretty sure he gave up on me. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I'm, it's like, it's like, we're way past. We're way past. We're <laughs> way past. So and like that's kind of cool. I mean, first of all, that people forget that Jaffe coaches strongman because he did strongman, you know, uh, for a long yeah. time. Um, yep. And but I don't think that man has a has a I give up bone in his body. So I think it's more like he just realized that you don't you're not going to bench competitively. Yeah. So like, there's no point. I know, but it, it makes me so 
angry. <laughs> so so frustrated. <laughs> oh, God, I hate when I'm not good at something. <laughs> yeah, see, I I've always not been good at things, so I hate it too. But I'm also not surprised. I'm like, oh yeah, it's another thing I'm not good at. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But then also that leads to my obsessive nature because I do want to be. I want to suck less. So I upset. That's why I think so much because I'm I'm compensating. I'm like, all right, if I'm not going to be naturally good at it, then I'm going to learn everything I can about it until I don't suck as much. So, I mean. (laughs) Give me every cue. Yeah, give me every cue. I'll read every book. Uh, I'll read any article. I'll try anything at least a couple times just and even if it if i know it won't work but just for the comparison yeah you know just to have it so anyway we digress please continue with the story of of your life yes 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 um where was i (laughs) um you were you were at uh tried powerlifting you were benching and you were like hard pass oh yeah yeah yeah. and it was like literally in the middle of my workout that my coach at the time who owned the gym, he was like, okay, well, all right, we're changing this up. We're going to not bench anymore today, and I'm going to teach you how to do log. So it was literally from that day on that I started Strongman, and I never looked back. It's been my favorite thing to train. I have had the most fun training it, and I've met the coolest people in the process. Which is awesome. So how long, has, how long ago was that, from that day that you just brought up till now? Honestly, I don't know. I was trying to think of that the other day. I think it was like three years ago. Okay, so that's a good hot minute. And how many competitions now do you have under your belt since then? Uh, so this is the annoying thing. I was injured for a while. And we like could not pinpoint what it was. So I spent like a year and a half like coddling myself. <laughs> hey, so, you have to do it sometimes. And like not de- Yeah, I didn't deadlift for like a year. So I like basically cervical disc issues but it also like it also kind of came up as like TOS and uh, like I would raise my arm and I would lose circulation in my hand like completely and it would really bother me why I deadlifted like it would kind of run through my pec so we literally it took forever to figure out what it was and so finally and what was it what, what was it I, I really don't know. Um, I, I got injured at uh, Strongman Comp like two years ago, and the axle hit me in the collarbone, and I heard a huge pop like in the back of my neck. So I thought I had strained or popped my trap, but really don't know. <laughs> Sounds like your upper rib was out of the out of place, or maybe a couple of them. That's what they thought for a while. And I got it worked on many times. I did a lot of stuff for my scalings. Um, and then I did a lot of uh, strengthening and stability work with Active Life. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the biggest things that's helped. And then I just went to <clears throat> went to my like soft tissue but chiropractor. And he uh, he cleared up a lot of the adhesions and stuff. And over time, it just kind of got better. It was yeah. just a neg. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I think sometimes, especially in you know full body sports like strongman like you sometimes the injury like you said is it's not just one thing it's kind of a it's a multitude of things that are just sure. clashing yep so like it's it's so overhead intense and uh if you're if you're gunked up and if you don't take care of like your t-spine and all that stuff if you don't stay open <clears throat> and you try pressing like 
with shitty posture, basically, you are going to end up hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah. One way or the other. Oh yeah, I, I can I can imagine. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. I, I've seen. I saw a video. What was it? I forget the guy's name. He's a strongman competitor, and he he was doing overhead press with the log, and it slipped. And it, it came down on the back of his head. Ugh, yeah. Oh yeah. It I was. It gave me shit. I was like, huh, oh, uh, uh, uh. I've seen. I've seen people like look like they dislocated their shoulders because they just keep letting it fall back and back, but they don't let go of the log. And it's like, oh my god, just let like throw it. Yeah. Yeah. Like let it let let it go. Let it go. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, like it's a piece of wood or iron. It'll be okay. Yeah. Your shoulder is not. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Shoulders don't twist that way. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean they will, but it won't be the same. Yeah. Uh, no. But anyway, so you started. So I mean, other than you know, obviously barring the injury, but obviously it's better because yeah. I see you're, you know you're working now. Um, so how many competitions have you done to, to date? And then what, um, do you have any future upcoming? Um, I believe I've done four to date. Um, one of them's one I got injured in, so I like only could do half of it. And then one of them is one that I was still injured in, so <laughs> but I decided to jump in and do what I could. And that was actually fun. Um, for future ones, right now, I decided to, like, kill myself and do the highest thing I could probably reach for. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to try to qualify for Worlds, which is the official Strongman Games. It's in Daytona Beach this year. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a really cool, different concept. Uh, they started it three years ago, I believe, and you can actually send videos in, kind of like CrossFit Games. Yeah. You send, you send your videos in, um, you have three things to do. So this year it's like a, a three rep max deadlift, uh, a 50 feet max front carry, and then a one rep max overhead press. And then you upload your videos online, and it shows everybody what you got. So people can try to beat each other and whatnot. And you have until September 15th to get it all in. That's so awesome. you can keep resubmitting if you want. Like, you could try to beat, you know, your three rep max deadlift or whatever if you think you can. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. So, they then pick, um, they pick the people to go. Oh, and then they already also invited people from last year that placed. So, the best of the best pretty much go to this. So, it's a heavy, heavy contest. Yeah, that's a heavy hitter. And then Very it's in, and then Daytona is in Florida, which means if you get to go, it'll be in Trevor's backyard, right? Exactly. And yeah. it's on the same side as he is. Oh, awesome. I mean, that's, yeah, see that? Maybe he'll come see me. I don't know. I'm 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 probably 100 percent sure he would, especially if you're there. I mean, that makes I if I was you, I'd do that too. Like, I'd rather just reach for the highest that I could. And the fact that it's in you know, if it was in my coach's home state, like, like that's if that's not a sign from the gods, then I don't know. What yeah, yeah. So and it, like it scares the crap out of me. But like I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, "Well, you know, if you do this, then everything else will feel like nothing." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah, no, it's true. I mean. And I think that's the thing with most people; like they don't re- realize, like if you're going to do something, you might as well like go balls to the wall because after that, 
you know, anything else is not going to be as bad. And, and it's an experience. Competing is its own skill. Like, whatever you compete right. in, like, it's yep. it's like anyone who says, you know, and it's a lot of powerlifting, and I'm sure in strongman, people, you know, they train, but they've not competed. And they're like, well, I want to get to this X, Y, and Z level first in the gym, and then I'll go compete. And that doesn't work because co- yeah, competi- the day of competition is its own thing it's its own organism and whatever you do in the gym to that point is not it doesn't save you like you prepare as much as you can but like that's all you can do and yeah it combat game game day is its is its own monster there's a lot of room for air too, especially like in strongman. Um, like medleys, you can trip, you can bobble the implement, you can do a lot. If you're not smooth, you can't be fast. Like you gotta have your shit together. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the old saying is, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, and you have to you have yes. to build through those phases. Um, yep. So. So, you know, let, let's take a step back and maybe give a strongman 101 because even I'm not totally versed in all in like the, the specifics. So how does a strongman as a, as a sport, how is strongman as a sport set up? How are the competitions set up and run? And then what are the very, like the different events that can go on? Cause I know they change like every event. They don't, they never have the same like setup of events. Right. <clears throat> so I'll be I'll be talking about amateur for the most part. So for amateur strongman, you uh, have like your local shows, which is normally set up as one day, and it has like five events. Some have four, um, and then you usually have a a press of some kind. Uh, you have a deadlift, you have a carry, and you have a load. <clears throat> So from there, everything varies. The implements are different. Um, the objects are all, all changing. Uh, you can do medleys. You can do uh, for time. You can do for distance. Um, all the weights are always changing. So there's a ton of <laughs> there's a ton of different ways to do it. Especially as promoters, they can put it on several different ways. Um, then from there, you can actually qualify normally to go to nationals. And nationals is like a two-day type of thing. Uh, Arnold, same way. So it just kind of depends on what level you are competing at. And then there's like two different organizations. There's a USS Strongman and then there's Strongman Corp. And then now we have the official Strongman Games as well. Okay, so so you guys have as many federations as we do. So in powerlifting, we have like three, you know, three to four main federations. You have like three or four. I feel like you guys have like fifty. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't. I mean, I mean, I, th- I think there is a lot of like, like little letters. Yeah, all these like little ones, maybe, but like there's only there's only three main ones. There's really only, yeah. that's it. Like, like you know, big ones and like it's. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so then, what are some of the events that you will that you will see? Um, like specifically, obviously, you, you mentioned a press, a load, and a deadlift. Um, but there, but there are like more specifics. Like there's like I know I know of the keg clean and press. I know of log log toss. I know of the Viking press. Um, like what other like what other can you expect to see? 
Usually. Uh, there's a circus dumbbell press, uh, axle press. Sometimes they'll do axle with wagon wheels so it looks cool, or axle with tires. Um, and then sometimes they'll do a press medley where it'll be like maybe a log, an axle, and then a circus dumbbell for reps. And you have to finish that in a minute. So you get like one log press, one axle press, and then you press away as many as you can for circus dumbbell to try to get as many as possible. Right. And the circus dumbbell is that real thick dumbbell with the round ends, right? Right. Yep. yep. The, women, the women's is normally a little smaller. The guys' are normally pretty big. Um, they do have like globe ones too, which are pretty cool. They're yeah. a lot harder. And then of course there's the stones, like you mentioned before. Yep. Yeah, and then there, there's the stone like like lifting up over like a certain height, and then isn't there a stone toss as yep. well? Um, I've never done a stone toss. There there is stone to shoulder. Stone to shoulder. Well then what maybe it's a keg is it's something where there's a toss. It's a keg toss. It's a keg toss. Keg okay. Toss. Keg there's toss. also a keg toss. Okay. Okay. I think that I, I think keg popular toss. this past year because they had it at uh, nationals. Yeah, because I saw like um, the squat, the depth before dishonor guys. They had a a keg toss banner that they set up for their their competition. That's what I. Yeah. But uh, I like the stones. Those are actually some of my favorite to watch. I think those are yes. really, those are always really cool. So um, actually, I did. My yeah, of course. So I I was you know I, I looked on your page. I was trying to see some like get like see if I could see any like cool events, and I saw you doing the stones, and you were fast. Your you were, stones. Yeah, you were fast on your stones. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's been a while, so I hope I still am. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you still are. You were like, you were going. I was like, God damn, she's fast. <laughs> yeah, you should see some of these girls. It's ridiculous. Like getting like 15 reps in a minute at a 150 stone. Dude, that's nuts. Like, not missing a beat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, big, I mean, and that's what's great. I mean, that's why I do enjoy watching Strawman. Like the the explosiveness for all of the events you have to have is it's awesome because if you don't it doesn't seem that way at first like if you don't know what it is and you're just like yeah. out looking it's obviously you, people yeah. think that it's more like 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 a geared powerlifting where it's just a bunch of really like bulky people but really it's it is uh, a show and everyone is just explosive and they're fast yeah yeah we were i was talking about this with some another strongman competitor and like how the the athlete side is what drew us to the sport but like it's almost kind of getting away from that in the higher up levels they're going to this like balls heavy um type of uh training and everything is just like fucking heavy <laughs> yeah and it kind of sucks i like i like a mix of both like maybe a couple really heavy events but then I want to be an athlete too. Like I want to be able to like move fast with weight and um, you know throw a stone around and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's always you know like you said that is that's kind of the big history of strongman is like is being explosive. Like how far can yeah. you throw something heavy or you know pick it up or move it as fast as you can? Um, like yeah, yoke, it's like, like awkward objects, awkward yeah. objects. Um, <laughs> like obviously, like the yoke is one of my favorite things to do as well as see. You know, because it's so simple, but it's so yeah. it's so taxing. 
Um, and which is oh, cool. Like that, yeah. Uh, and, and it's cool that uh, obviously, like I did the little intro before we started, and I, you know, I, I brought up that um, yours and Riley's video of using the yoke for conditioning um, got really well received because it it was really you know you guys did a good job, and it's true because the yoke is. It, it translates so well to any strength sports, especially powerlifting, because it's conditioning intensive, but it doesn't, you know, you're not, you aren't like running, so you're not going to beat up your joints as bad, but it will, but it wrecks you. Right. Yep. And I mean, for sure, like if you're a powerlifter, you should train yoke a little different. Like you shouldn't be trying to sprint. Like your goal isn't being fast. Like for me, my goal is to be as fast as I possibly can with the yoke. So I am always hammering like foot strengths, like pushing off the ground, making sure I'm completely stable up top, and trying to go literally as fast as possible. For a power lifter, you need to think about it as a stability. Like you're going for ankles, uh, hips, upper back. Everything should be stable and supporting you, and that should translate to your squat. Yeah, and it, and all of that. It's you know you're working like you said your upper back and you you know you hold it on your back the same as the squat bar and then uh, yeah. also your lats because like whenever I do the yoke yeah. I think about like I hold the you know the sides and I pull in like as hard as I can like I'm trying to like bend yeah. it in towards me and that's always a kill it just it fries up my back you know while moving under that conditioning and it's it's awesome to be able to do all of that in one motion. Yep. And it's kind of funny because if you've never done it before, I feel like your weak point will come out in a couple of days after you do yoke for the first time. Because I remember when I did it, it was actually, weirdly enough, my quads, like from absorbing the weight as I walked, my quads were the first thing to be like sore. Uh, that's funny, but that's a good point. Uh, that's actually a really good point that it'll, it'll, that it can highlight probably your weakest point. It makes sense. It makes it totally makes sense because obviously the weight is you know coming down vertically on your structure, and yeah. then you're going to move with it, and so therefore your body is going to compensate because obviously squat does the same thing, but you're but you're not moving, you're not in lo- you're not in motion with the squat, um, but yoke you are, so it makes sense that it will it will def- that it could show you where you're leaking. Um, that's a good point. I think that's a real that's a I think that's a good takeaway. People can use that to, to really highlight probably where they're weakest in terms of transferring and holding the load. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll you'll feel it too. Like if you're if you're aware of your body and you're conscious as you are moving, you can feel if like your feet are your limiting factor, if your hips are really unstable, if your upper back just will not stay locked in. Like you'll you'll feel where you're breaking down if you're walking with a heavy load on your back. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you know, uh, form follows function and, you know, and function, you know, is contingent on how well your structure is. So if you start, you know, breaking down or you start, you know, you add load onto that, your, your form and your function, whether they're good, it'll show because you're doing well, or if it's bad, you're going to break down quickly because <laughs> you, you won't be able to maintain. Exactly. And then that's the beauty of it. Then you know what to hammer for your training. Yeah. And then you, yeah, then you go around. Um, and actually that's a good segue to the next thing I want to ask was how does a, the programming, like what, you know, uh, I'm sure Jaffe's is unique in his own way, but as like a whole, and you can use Jaffe, you know, uh, Jaffe as an example, how is strongman programming 
different than both, say, powerlifting programming, and then let's even just maybe general like fitness. Like, what are the similarities and differences between those two training styles? And then I do want to, after that, we can go into like how you the training for competition differs, like specifically. overhead is a big difference. We have uh, an overhead event every single contest, so that's a huge uh, huge difference in the two trainings. Um, overhead, a lot of back, which is pretty common for both powerlifting and strongman. Um, a lot of grip strength. Um, anything with like triple extension, like a, like a stone load, um, uh, power cleans, we've done a lot of power cleans, um, expo- just like practicing explosiveness and hammering defensiveness. Um, Conditioning-wise, I'm not sure how uh, Trevor is going to set up me for this contest. Um, in the past, I know how I've trained for strongman comp, um, like for reps and stuff, but I'm kind of curious as to of how he's going to do it and kind of learn from him and see what his viewpoint is on this, but We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm curious too. So I hope you keep me in the loop about that because I'm I'm a programming nerd. That's like my favorite thing is strength theory and how. Yeah. I mean, because really, it's like you are creating an evolutionary adaption to a living organism, and that organism being your body. And yeah. uh, I I always just think that's cool as fuck. Like I I love seeing like what different stimuluses and variables you put onto somebody and with obviously the right, you know, training work ethic, um, and all that, like what you can do. So I love, I, I fucking love talking that shit. I geek the fuck out on that. Um, it's, fun. it's super fun. It's points. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's yeah. why, I mean, that's why I, I, that's why I like Trevor, like as a coach, because and I love, I watch everything he ever puts out and listen to him because he's great. That's why same with my coach that I have Scott, um, he's, super smart and just kind of a whiz kid and i you know i think i'm I'm probably even annoying whenever we actually like i see him in person and we hang out i love just i love picking his brain um and and talking about that shit so yeah i feel like every time every every week i probably say to trevor once okay i'm gonna be annoying oh (laughs) questions i i know he loves talking about it and he he truly um He's a person that loves what he does, and you can tell. But I just hate to be that person on top of the other like hundred athletes that he has. Yeah. Him the same shit every week. Oh, I know. I'm I'm exactly the same. Oh, it's so bad. And Scott will tease me about it because he always tells me he's like he's like that I overthink, and yeah, yeah. and he's like, well, most of his other athletes. He, he has to like double check with them. Like they're like, okay, I got it. He's like, do you, do you really, do you, do, 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 do you have more questions? I don't know. Ask me in, a, in an hour. Yeah. And then, and then there's my ass and I'm just like, he's like, yeah, that looked pretty good. I'm like, cool. How are my ankles? Was my knee caving in? How did I, you think I can do more on my upper back? And he's like, bro, it's fine. And I'm like, what's it though? Take it, take it and go. I know, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need perfection <laughs> it's all i have yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's always something there's always something That's uh why it's fun. it is yeah i just you know <laughs> i i i care about my craft it's a craft and i think that's yeah. 
That's the di- and I and I think that's the difference between people who do it. I mean, it's a hobby for us all. Like, obviously, none of us make money doing our sport of choice. Um, and right. Like, you know, but I'm one of those people. Like, when I decide to do something, I I care about it, and it's it becomes my craft, and I care about the integrity of that, and so I, I want to do it the best that I can. I don't have I can't I can't half ass it. I can only go whole ass. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And like the more you know. <laughs> The more you know, the more you want to apply it to yourself and make sure that you are doing it correctly. It just, it drives me up the wall if I see, like, certain things on myself that, like, I literally just cued that for one of my athletes and I can't even do it. And I can't do it. But, you know, and that's the thing, like, but also teaching, though, and that's one thing, like, I love teaching. I love coaching people when I, you know, if I'm in that position that I, I can um, because – not only do I like helping other people improve, it's very, it always makes, you know, motivates me, but also I feel like you learn more when you have to teach something. Like when you learn something and you process it and do it is one way, but when you have to then teach it to someone else, you have to reprocess it, deliver it to them in the way that they can understand. And you have to really internalize that because then their success is now contingent on how you're going to convey that information. And that really, it forces you to, you just think about it differently, and for me, that always just internalizes everything I've ever learned. I will learn, like, it finally clicks when I have to teach it to somebody. Yep. So. And it's like it's uncomfortable at first, and you're like, "Well, who am I to do this?" Like, I remember like four years ago when I started personal training, my mentor he just like made me jump into it. He was like, "All right, what are they doing wrong?" And he like like points it out to me, and so I have to be like. All right, so this is happening, this is happening, and I was kind of like hesitant about everything, but as soon as I started going, I'm like, oh, I do know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I do know some stuff. Like, wow, I'm the smartest woman alive. This is amazing. And then you fuck (laughs) up, and then you're no longer the smartest person alive, and you're like, fuck. Always fucking learning. Always learning. But that's, I mean, I love that, though. Like, I never... Like, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I mean, to be fair, I've never been the smartest person in the room. But, you know, I, I never, I, you know, I always, I like I like getting better. I like meeting people who are better than me. I like training with people. Um, even, I come from a martial arts background. That's where I started. And, yeah. and which I still love to this day, but I just got, got I got tired of getting punched in the face. Um yeah, that's not fun. It, no, no. Actually, I liked it a little bit too much, but it makes you a little like you know, little cuckoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> brain cells. Losing the brain cells, memory lapse. Um, yep. In a certain point, you need to not block with your face, and that's it. You know, it's, true. it's very, it's very true. Um, you know, I but hope you didn't wear glasses while you were doing that. <laughs> I did. I did sometimes. I did sometimes. I I have definitely broken of more than one pair of. Yeah, right. I didn't get glass in my eye. I got elbowed in the face one time and it shattered my glasses. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty it was bad. Luckily, they were like the plastic lenses, so they don't shatter. But they but they broke. It was it was not pretty. Um, so yeah, but thing is, but that's the thing. That's the catch twenty two. Like if I don't have them on, everything is blurry, so my depth perception is not as good. And and. I, I couldn't respond as well. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that comes part of it. But uh, my, my issue was I would always want to spar with the guys who are way better than me and bigger. Yeah. So I used, to, I used to be really small. I used to be like I'm six foot even. I'm like 185 centimeters and, um, you know, and six foot's 183. 
And I used to be like 145, 147. So I was a stick. I mean, I'm still kind of a stick, but um, I'm not as much. And and so no matter like what I would do, these guys would just toss me around like a rag doll. And uh, it was always just kind of hilarious. And finally, one of them was like, hey, man, you probably need to like put on some size. Cause like you need to fill out a little bit. Buddy. You need to fill out a little bit. Cause that's the thing. Like I, I always wanted to like to spar with them because they made me better. Like I always lost. Yeah. Like there's no way I'm yeah. gonna win. But I would yeah. learn the most that way, and it and it would force me to get better. And you know, obviously they were like, hey, uh, you know, if you fill out, that's that's gonna help you. Like technique is great, but you need to reinforce technique with power. And, and in the yeah. same way, if you're powerful, you need to learn technique because you need to be able to channel power. Um, and so that's like, that's when I started to learn to lift. And so that's, um, and to this day, like I like training with people who are better than me. Um, like, uh, I always, I always like, like you said, being that student and learning and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not learning, you're dying. So, mm-hmm. you know, true. yeah, it's true. Um, so what? We kind of digressed a little bit, but I, I did have something specifically. Um, what does like an actual, um, like if you're prepping for your competition, how does your prep programming different differ from your, I guess you could say standard off-season programming? So obviously you have the certain events that you have to hit, but this is where this is where it's kind of hard to describe to somebody how to do it because sometimes. Sometimes the weights are going to be easy, but it's my conditioning that needs to improve. So I need to get like a ton of reps. Yeah. So that you're going to work on like, you know, EMOMs or just like a certain set rep scheme. And then you just try to build on that. Um, I've also done a lot in the past, like one minute bike sprint or one minute rower. Um, a lot of like lactic acid work, um, pushing that threshold. Usually when I start, it's like my threshold's at like 20 seconds. Yeah. So one minute bike sprints are torture. Yeah. Yeah. One minute sprints of anything is torture. So when you sign up for a competition, do they let you know like what the events are going to be for that specific meet? Yes. So, um, some, so one organization is a little better than the other one, uh, especially for like nationals. But they let you know in advance, and they let you know the weights and stuff, but they can change them. So it's, it's happened before that they dropped weight or they added weight or they have actually changed the whole entire event just because something happened with the with the implement they were going to use or with the company they were getting it from. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of know, but you don't really know. Exactly, exactly. But like, kind of getting back to my, my thing with training, so if... If conditioning is one thing, you can work on that. Or if it's more so uh, like a heavy thing, like say it's a deadlift that I've never hit before, I would treat that like powerlifting almost and I would try to peak for it. So it just, it truly depends. It kind of sucks because you have to be conditioned yet deconditioned at some. Yeah. 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 You have, you have to. Yeah. Like say you're like trying to peak for your deadlift, but you're trying to do this freaking medley with like three different objects well you gotta make sure you're ready for that or else you're gonna die by the end of it like you're yeah. gonna get to the third implement and your hamstrings are just gonna be like nope. are gonna be fried and then you're gonna get to your deadlift that maybe you did peak for but then yeah your hamstrings are fried and you're not gonna move exactly it's work capacity is so important yeah uh, yeah exactly and 
when so the difference between a regular like a powerlifting deadlift and a strongman deadlift is a strongman deadlift is like is essentially at the shin right and usually with an axle uh, it depends so it could be like an 18 inch deadlift um 13 it doesn't matter they can do whatever they want um with an axle i've a lot still do with a deadlift bar uh, too. So freaking nationals this year has a deficit with an axle. So they're pretty much going off their shoelaces like super. A heavy. deficit with an axle? That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like that's yeah, fucked my up. Clients, my clients doing it every week. She's like, she sends me a video and she's like, I hate these. I hate these. <laughs> like, 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 what asshole was sitting there in the room? Like, you know, guys, we should make them do an axle. All right, cool, Bill. No, no, no. On a deficit. Yep. Like, Bill's an... Yeah, pull them to it from their shoes. Yeah, Fucking Bill's an asshole. <laughs> I just imagine this guy's name is Bill, whoever decided that, and he's an asshole. It's, and, like, literally, I've seen maybe a couple people that look like they can actually get to a good position. And it's, like, the, the people with the shorter legs and longer arms. But everybody else, like, they're at the worst position possible. Like, they're back completely, like... <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, like, that's... Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it is. Well, that's the thing. Like, like an actual like deficit deadlift is like is putting you in a very awkward position. So you have to fight for position, and so you. That's why it's yeah. a training variation. But doing it as you with an axle and then yeah. as an event is just mean. Like that's really just cruel. <laughs> a lot of power. A lot of don't realize the difference in the axle and the deadlift and uh, the deadlift bar. The axle, it's. It's such a different position, and it ends up stressing out my low back a lot more <clears throat> just because it sticks out so much farther. And you don't think that it would make that big of a difference. You think it's more of, like, for grip or whatever. It's not. It's just it's putting you in this, like, entirely different position and trying to figure out how to be strong in this awkward in the awkward position. But yeah, it, it, it makes sense because, I mean, if you – I mean, it, every millimeter, especially for any type of heavy lift, matters and so even though yeah the axle is hard on your grip but like you said it's it's going to stick out by like you know maybe a quarter to a half of an inch farther and that's an extra quarter to half an inch of the bar that you need to move into your center like that's yeah it's it's a whole other thing it's a whole other mechanical like puzzle to solve yes i spent a lot of time trying to figure out where i my shoulders, where I should position my feet, how far I want to put my butt down. Ugh. Yeah. Frustrating. Oh, yeah. No, I, I understand. Even like for powerlifting, like I'm a draft person. I'm long. I'm, I'm 80, I'm 82.7% legs. And so, yeah. and so it's like I have to squat longer and deadlift farther than, and even in my, like I'm actually, I don't have super long arms, but they're not short. So then, in, you know, on bench, it's like I just, yeah, I'm definitely not made for it. <laughs> yeah, I say that daily. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not like, and that's what makes me want to do it. Try. Yeah, I want to try. Like, I want what I can't. Ha- what I'm not supposed to have. I'm not supposed to be strong. I'm like yeah. everyone's like. I, I when I started in powerlifting, I swear to God, and and like I've said it before in other episodes, it's true. People were like, well, why don't you like get into like triathlons where it's like swimming and biking and running? And I'm like, um, no. Don't I know? Once you go, 
fuck yourself. Yeah, you go fuck yourself. Like you would, you would just be, it'd be so much easier for you. Like you'd be more of a natural at it. I'm like, you know, it's not making me a feel better and b like, why would I do something just because like, oh, like that'll just be easier for you. Like that's not satisfying. <laughs> Like, no, that's not my route. I don't want to do that. No, I want, like, that's, I mean, and maybe it's just, I just watch way too many Rocky movies where it's like, I, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be able to do it, but I want to be able to say I did it anyway. Yeah. And, and then like, there's the challenge for it too, you know, and, and, and trying to figure that puzzle out and, uh, the road less taken, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. And, yeah, and. And, and and I'm sorry, and like, I again, I res- I've said it before, I respect all sports, but there's something about strength sports where it's like, with like swimming or running, or, or even ultra marathons, like it's crazy, but you can, you can slow down, you can stop running, you can't stop lifting an object, it will crush you, like, I mean, obviously, like, there's spotters and stuff, but I feel like there is just something more slightly like like superhuman of like i'm deadlifting three times four times my body weight like that's fucking rad (laughs) uh you know or you're lifting or you're lifting like this giant stone over a fucking platform like that's rad um you know one thing i do want to i want to do is i want to lift the the denny stones and i think it's in ireland scotland oh yeah I want. I want to do that. That's like a. That's like a. Li- that's like a. It's a rogue that has the replica ones. I believe so. They have those. Yeah. Um. And like, I think that's so rad that those have been around for so long. That that's so like. A, cool. It's it's so awesome. I'm I'm all about like as like a bucket list thing. Eventually, I'd like to go there and do that. Mm-hmm. That would be so rad. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy about it. Um. So how far away is your next? Is that meet? Um, and when would you know if you get in? Um, so the, the deadline to qualify is September 15th. So at some point after that, I guess I'll know. But uh, the actual competition, I think it's the first weekend of November. So I'll have like a month and a half to train for that. Okay, nice. And how, like, how, is that normal for like if you sign up for a competition, do you usually have like eight, eight weeks or so? Of like prep time. Um, like I said, it's it's different uh, for everything. So like, one organization always releases their national weights literally right after nationals for the next year. So they're really good on it, and you could train all year for it if you want. That's nice. But but you know, like the qualifying shows, they're a different story. Like. Some, some promoters are really good about getting their events out there right away and their weights, and some wait kind of last minute, and you only have, like, eight weeks or six weeks or whatever to train. So it just truly depends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess in it, it's... More relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it at some point. It's structured, yeah. Yeah, and then you're sitting there like, what do I got to do? And they're like, we'll let you know. Oh, you like... Facebook and stuff like crazy. <laughs> that makes yeah, you would have to like if if you know that they're like that, then it's like you 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 can't rely on them to you know to give you a heads up. You have to be proactive. Exactly, yeah. and that's what I did with the strongman games thing. I just kept stalking that page, and they released a couple weights for two of the events, and the reps they were testing 
and then so they like had to test and see what they wanted to do for like the Viking press and other stuff. So I was just docking every day. I'm like, all right, today, today could be the day. <laughs> is today? <laughs> Will it be? <laughs> Will the Iron Gods bless me with their will? No. I was oh. disappointed a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel I feel like you have to be well versed in disappointment in any strength sports. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because because uh, unless you are a natural like fucking Cody, you are gonna be faced with disappointment most of the time. Fucking Cody. <laughs> That's pretty much my name for him. Yeah, fucking Cody. Like, like I love you, dude. Like I t- I've like I've like since we've like talked, like I text him and I've like bullshitted with him. Like I even asked him of I asked him I was like hey man I have like uh, which I have to ask you too I have like the playlist for my podcast where I have everyone I interview give you know submissions of like music they like to listen to when they train he texts me back uh, you're gonna find this hard to believe but but like I really don't listen to anything when I train uh, and like yeah I'm like okay so you don't listen to music he's like well no. I'm like, all right, well, just, like, give me a couple songs you like then. He's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, come on, dude. Like, this is not hard. <laughs> what was it? Like, Pocahontas, Colors of the Wind or something? <laughs> that would be, you know, that would be kind of glorious. But, no, it was just as good. So he had a Mac Miller song. I'll, I'll send you the list. A Mac Miller song and then a D. Antwood song, which was, like, trippy as like i did not expect either of these songs from him and i thought that was hilarious i was like dude you are full of surprises he is funny he's 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 one of my favorite people (laughs) i just want to hey He's like, well, you know, I wrestle, so water cutting is really not bad for me. So, you know, like I can just like cut to 198, and then it's it's fine. And then like the water cut, like you know, I just I just don't drink any water for 36 hours, and it sucks, but it's really not that hard. And then like I'm like, okay, okay, Cody, <laughs> like like again, like you said, yeah, exactly. I'm like you. It must it must be nice to be just that awesome naturally. Like okay, whatever. <laughs> and then I'm and then I, I'm over Damn here. Natural. Damn naturals. But really, he's but he's a really nice person. So I'm I'm I like that. That's why I like to tease about it because like if it, someone's gonna be that naturally gifted, I'm at least glad he's a nice person. Like to, to compensate. Oh, he's a great person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's I'm glad that he is who he is. <laughs> yeah, because that it is at that point it just like makes it. Like, and that's why I, I, I want to have him on the show because it's like he, I mean, like, obviously there's John Hack who also got the 2K at 181 and in sleeves at the same meet as Cody, which is a big deal the next day. And everybody knows who John Hack is because he has a kind of a big social media presence and he's a very charismatic, like, younger guy. But then it's like nobody knew about Cody because his, like, his, like, his, like, socially awkward ass doesn't say anything but it's like hey there's that other guy doing that too and he and he went eight for nine and he was like he had a a really fantastic day and was just a machine like we should talk to that guy (laughs) like so uh, which was cool 
anyway, I'll get off my Cody Blasic fanboy soapbox. Uh, <laughs> just because I'm just jealous. That's really all it is. I'm just jealous of him. <laughs> in the be- yeah, in the best way. In the best way. Uh, but I mean, I'm jealous of most. Of I'm jealous of even like I'm jealous of Riley because she is awesome and she's a wonderful lifter. And yeah, she's a nice person and she's a great lifter. And I'm just like, God damn it, I want to squat like you. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, she's strong as shit. She's an awesome person and she's a really good coach. Yeah. Is there anything you can't do? Yeah. 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 There's no. There's there is nothing she can't do at all. It's it's just funny. And yeah, she's easy to be around. I got to meet her. I went to a lifting seminar uh, in Chicago last year, and I met her and Jenna, and uh, it was really cool to like lift with them. So, and then and that was before she did her. That was be- yeah, and that was before she did her meet. So it was really cool to like to like see her in her training, and then see what she, you know. Obviously, she did a great meet, and then she's just taken off since then. So that's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for her to compete again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I cannot wait. Cause she's just she's just she's just kept improving, so it'll be awesome to see her yeah. like yeah, to do that. Um so so how many do how many athletes do you coach um right now? Um, I just switched to online coaching not too long ago. I think I have nine athletes at the moment. That's a that's a good number. So, that's a good that's a good handful. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm pretty fortunate to have like cause I think I have five strong men. So that and they're all women. So that's super cool to me. Like I'm really and few of them just started. So it's really cool to be able to teach other women how to get involved in strongman and just like basic breakdowns of everything. I freaking love it. That is really cool. And then actually, I did want to ask that. So, like, what is because I know like in powerlifting, the female competitor presence has grown, especially in the past couple of years. Like, it's you know the female to male ratio is you know definitely a lot more equal. Um, and you see yeah. a lot of women getting into it. How is it in that same token for strongman? Is there uh, more females getting interested into it? Um, maybe, you know, is it on the rise? Not so yeah. much. What's it like? No, there's a ton of good females. They, they do like a lot of pro women show now. So it's, it's gotten really big and it's gotten more than norm for there to be a lot of women. So it's been really cool to watch it grow over the past like four years that I've been interested in it. Um, and even then, like four years ago, it was still a lot of women. So it's just kind of cool to see them create more pro categories now. Just that's just insane. Like the way they're lifting is just incredible yeah which is awesome and it's and it's like the more people that you bring into a sport the, the larger the talent pool grows then the larger that the boundaries and what's expected grows and that just that yes. just, and that's that's just cooler for everybody and it just pushes everybody to get better into a next you know into a next level yeah. you know um well that's it's kind of when you realize that there is no limit in the sport at all yeah and it, like, i think it, I think I posted it on my like yoke on me yoke thing. It was like <clears throat> it is so common now to see a thousand pound yoke for like men to be walking with it. Like that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like 
just like blows your mind. Yeah, that's and yeah. Now it's just like a normal thing. Like so many people have just done it already and like blaze with it, and it's like how? How? Well, I mean, it's even like uh, I think a great um, a great example was like back in the day, a four minute mile was considered impossible, inhuman. Nobody could do a four minute mile. Yes. And then you know that I always fucking forget his name. He's a he's from Oregon. Um, he broke it. He's the first guy to break it. And then now, ever since then, you know, a lots of people have done that. Um, and and it's just it just yeah. whenever I think whenever we see something become probable, become possible, that pushes people because that just breaks down the mental limitations that somebody has. And that is a game changer, yeah. and which is, you know, it's like what we talked about earlier. Like when you get to train with somebody who who deadlifts, like let's say, you know, in the six 600s and 700s for reps, like all of a sudden the idea of doing 400 and five, like that doesn't, like that doesn't sound as crazy anymore. And then like it becomes more attainable, more tangible. And, you know, and then, and that just pushes everyone to be better. You know, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's really important, even more. You know, for also like women in strength sports, because obviously the horrible stigma of women in strength sports getting bulky or some bullshit, which is not true. And and uh, so it's cool to see more women get stronger and stronger, and yet still be you know, you know. It's, they just break that stair, like debunk that myth. So whenever, whenever anyone says that, I will show them like a video of Riley. Well, I'll show them a video of, of um, you know, you know Steffi or something. I'm like, um, they look like women to me still. <laughs> so and they're strong as fuck. So what were you saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? And I've been trying to get a bulky for years. Shit doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> Thank you. I, I I would always I would, when I I would love to have some damn muscle. Yeah, I tell that people. I'm like I'm like if that was that easy, where you just lift some weights and all of a sudden you'll bulk up, I would be huge, and I'm not. So fuck you. Yeah. I have to force feed myself and still try to get into the gym four <laughs> to five times a week, and I'm still fucking skinny. The fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. I mean, at the same time, it's cool because everyone has their own, you know, genetic makeup, and they will build and hold their muscle in their own way with their own leverages, and and that's just part of the unique uniqueness of the sport. So. Yeah. 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 So, so what would you know? What would you like to you know see or maybe say for if someone wanted to start strongman? Male or female, where would be the best place for them to start? Like, what would be a good step-by-step from, you know, starting where to look, how to learn about training, how to start into their, like, the first competition? Like, what would your, like, how would you lay that out for somebody? Um, first things first, if you're just starting, I would highly recommend finding a gym that there's some knowledgeable individuals at that you actually could try the implements. Um, that's going to be your first bet. Um, if that's not possible, uh, reach out to somebody online, if it's a strongman coach or whatever, um, anybody that you can talk to and they can, you know, describe each lift, how to do it, um, 
you just you just need to learn and it basically you should learn hands-on with a coach like in front of you but if that's not an option then you know get one online or whatever you can um starting strongman also has a ton of good free info um so does like elite has a lot of stuff about strongman um i know barbend does too so there is like articles and stuff out there but i would highly suggest an actual person to be your guidance um, there's just, there's too many like factors and stuff in strongman that when you're starting, it's super overwhelming and, uh, there's a lot of technique involved. So, yeah. And like you had, like you had said, like with powerlifting, it's only three lifts. It's the same, you know, and right. like there's nuances to those obviously and like learning stuff, but strongman is so many varied events. Like, yeah, I, the, the value of having someone to really explain and walk you through those is, you know, would be invaluable. Exactly, and you're totally not gonna like. You're totally not gonna uh, be able to do every implement all the time. Like, there's been multiple times at a lot of shows that I've seen somebody show up to compete and they have yet to touch like three or four of the events. So, I mean, learning on the spot and stuff and like adapting in the moment—that's pretty normal for strong uh, You just gotta, you just gotta do it. You gotta put yourself out there, and that's how you learn. Yeah, and then you would just have, I mean, if you don't have access to some of those implements, I would imagine, like, if you have at least a, you know, a smart coach or maybe someone who's just done it before, you try to maybe replicate a similar energy system, you know, somehow in your own training, like, in the best way that you possibly could, you know, like, if, you know, I, I don't know what an example would be, but I'd imagine, like, that would be a good coach's logic, all right, you don't have access to you know, X, Y, and Z. So let's try to replicate a similar energy system output that can at least condition you in a certain, like, parallel. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's where guidance is just, it's, it's going to be your best bet. Um, at least for a little bit. Uh, so that way you can absorb as much as you can from that person as well. And uh, then you'll be able to use that on yourself and probably others too in the future. Yeah. So how about for for the strongman and powerlifters and kind of maybe riffing off of uh, you and Riley's video, what would be, other than the yoke, would be a good strongman style either exercise or training that you think powerlifters should adopt that could help them? And then vice versa, what maybe more of a powerlifting or general fitness thing you think strongmen would do well um, in implementing in their regime? Yeah. Um, so, me and Riley are going to actually continue this series, uh, pretty much go every other week for a while with this concept, um, how they complement each other and whatnot. But I'll kind of break down a few things. So, for me personally, I believe, like, yoke, like you said, um, farmers is a really good one. A lot of people that, especially uh, their grip sucks and their deadlifts, is a perfect one to do. Um, upper back strength, lat strength, everything, and then obviously you have your hips stability and ankles as well for the farmers um another good one that i really like to implement and help power lifters to try is log press um a lot of upper back is involved your upper back your traps will be sore for days when you first try log also super heavy on triceps obviously <laughs> and it's a 
great core exercise because it's unstable. You're unstable as top. Um, but like I said, just kind of proceed with caution. If you're not used to overhead lifts, you need to make sure that your lats and your T-spine are nice and mobile before you try. Yeah, otherwise you will rip the shoulder. Yeah. I, and also, I, I like yeah. what you said about the log press being good for your core because it, it also is front-loaded because it, don't you have to kind of roll it up your chest? Yeah. And so at that point, it's, you're – yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I mean, so basically it's – you think about it, this huge implement is like sticking out and you have to lean and your T-spine is completely – Yeah, <laughs> extended. You're looking – you're looking straight up, trying to make room for this piece of equipment, and then your dip even has to be like super controlled. Your upper back has to stay locked in and stable the entire time. Elbows have to stay up, and then you drive over your head. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good things that will carry over to powerlifting. You just gotta be smart about it. A lot of powerlifters have shitty shoulders, so you just gotta make sure you're smart. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because you've said. You, you basically kind of have said, you said like the term triple extension a few times as well as, um, you know, the dip and everything. There's a lot, it seems a lot of um, similarities to weightlifting when you have that triple extension and the clean and the jerk. And, um, you know, triple extension obviously is a very like weightlifting oriented technique. So it's, it's cool that Strongman also has kind of those connections to that sport, strength sport as well. The uh, the best thing I have done for my strongman training is to make myself better at cleans and jerks because especially as an athlete who is not as statically strong, I'm a better explosive athlete and I'm a better mover. Um, it's been super beneficial for me to learn how to jerk heavy weight instead of just push press. So hammering down how to drop under you know the log or the axle has really helped my numbers get a lot heavier. If I was was still push-pressing, I'd be a little behind. So things like that. And then obviously if you do power cleans and stuff, that's going to help you a lot uh, with pretty much everything, like front-loaded, any type of like stone. Uh, there's like sandbag toss, over bar, all that stuff. It'll help with all of that because your hips need to be explosive and they need to be aggressive. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. It's very similar. So one of the first things I competed in before powerlifting was kettlebell sport. Um, and yeah, yeah, are you familiar? Most people aren't. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, which is essentially. It's, uh, it's not fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you're watching. I mean, I think, I mean, it depends because there's, it's, it's five minute and 10 minute sets. So like the clean and press is just, you know, swinging and cleaning and jerking for 10 minutes. Yeah. That's what I did. And then there's snatch and then there's just jerks, but it's the same, it's very similar in the technique of the triple extension and then the extension of the T-spine and having your hips forward and then, and then jerking and driving yeah. underneath. And it's the same thing where if you can't drop underneath the weight efficiently, you're not going to last 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. So. And that's like, I, I kind of, I have a few drills that I really like for, for jerks, but that's one thing that it takes a lot of people to learn, especially if they're not a confident lifter, so they're throwing things over their heads. But some people just cannot grasp the concept of dropping and catching versus push pressing so they end up doing this weird like in between yeah sure you've seen people do that yep 
Um, so that's that's one thing that the coach has been extremely beneficial to me and for my athletes is kind of learning how to tell them how to drop under. People yep. just that's a, not a natural concept for a lot of people. It is, and you Especially have to, like catching weight over your head. Yeah, like, I'm supposed to do that. Right I'm supposed there. to do what? Yeah, uh, it's you want me to you want me to what now? Um, yeah, and it is yeah. odd. And I like I've had to teach it to people. Like I'm teaching one of my clients to jerk right now with the kettlebells because he wants to compete in February um, in a biathlon, which is a five minute snap sprint snatch and then a five minute jerk sprint jerk event. Um, yeah, yeah, it's rough. Um, so I'm teaching him how to jerk and the jerk and so I'm teaching him how to drop down. And one way that like I helped him teach is, is, is that to think that you're not trying to push the bells up. You're trying to push yourself below them. You know, so like you dip, yeah, Yeah. you, you dip and drive and then you put, then they stay that in that same spot and you drop and you push yourself below them and then stand, use your legs to stand up. So that's how I've been helping him grasp it. Yep. Yep. I like to, are you familiar with the tall jerk drill? Explain it. Maybe I am if you, like, break it down for me. Basically, you start, um, so you're supposed to use a barbell, but I do it a lot for, like, my log lifts. But basically, you start already triple extended. So you're up on your toes, and you have the barbell, like, forehead height, and all you're doing is dropping under it, and you're trying to keep the bar at the same height. So that's something that real quick you learn how to drop under it, else you're not going to get it. Oh, that's great. No, so no, I wasn't familiar with that, but that's basically what I, how I've tried to teach, like, my current client how to jerk is that same concept, like, like uh, you, you get you you use your legs to drive the bells to a certain level, and then you they yep. stay there. You drop underneath and then stand up. Exactly. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see though. Like you'll have to send me if you ever can a video of you doing that drill in the way that you. Cause I would like to see it. I'd like to see how like how you do it because sure. that sounds cool. Because that would be a really a much more efficient way to teach that concept. It sounds like. So yeah. Yeah, and you can do it for for a power jerk or a split jerk. It works for both. So. Yeah, I could yeah, I could see that. I, I I've I've only done uh, my jerk like experience has only been with kettlebells. Like I've never I've never really done it with bar right. with a bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that like I've never had a. I've never had a coach to teach me like proper barbell, like jerk, you know, Olympic technique. Uh, I've had good coaching for the kettlebells. My coach was, is still that I used uh, when I did that was, is still one of the best in the world. So I, I, that was cool. So I got to learn that in that way. And I know the, the mechanics are similar, but it's still different. And I never wanted to be like, you know, try, try it on my own without direction. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very uh, mechanical for sure. Yeah, and the bar is less so, forgiving. Huh? Sorry. Since you worked with kettlebells a lot, does it make you cringe when people do kettlebell swings wrong? Oh my god, yes, yes. Oh my god, I, I that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I'll like try, some people just do not understand it. Try to squat it. Yeah, they yeah they try to squat it. Um, or they, they just, or they treat it like a fucking, like, front lateral raise, um, 
they don't yeah. they don't engage their lats in it and like I, I did both styles i did i did hard style and soft style soft style being the competitive style hard style being like more like typical strength training you know um and and because i sucked at it so I, I really like dove into it and you know and did it and yeah it makes me like just like cringe and just like huh, huh, stop it why are you yeah. doing that like I like I mean we all start somewhere we all sucked at one point but honestly there's really good like especially kettlebell swings because they're so they're small and everyone has access to them and there's lots of good information that you can learn for free on yeah. YouTube you don't have an excuse to be doing that wrong <laughs> nope I completely agree <laughs> yeah or, or then when I see someone teach it the wrong way to somebody I'm like yeah you suck at that. Why are you showing someone that? Yeah, uh, stop teaching. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> or like, I see, pe- I see a lot of people will do the banded kettlebell swings, but yet their regular kettlebell yeah. swing without the band really isn't that good. And so I'm like, why are you? You don't need to have a band on that. Don't do that. You should have no. a little more advanced if you do not know the basics. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. And it's not only that. Like a band on the swing like in 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 like at least in being in that world a little bit more is kind of like superfluous like you shouldn't really need a band if you want to do make it harder you should just have a heavier you should go heavier with your swings um or you should you should have a heavier bell or you should uh change the variation to go like to like single hand swings um uh or you know or or go into snatches like having that band really kind of throws the mechanics off because obviously it's going to pull you back um and then you aren't you're focusing more on driving into in through the band tension instead of correctly explosively hinging um yes like it, it like it's just it's a different compensation like you're i know what the effect they're trying to get but it's like you you don't need the band for that uh if you're doing it correctly so right. yeah, like I don't know any really good professional kettlebeller who is like, yeah, let me have bands on my deadlift, on my on my kettlebell swing. Like none of them, yeah, right. none of them do that. <laughs> so to each their own. To each their own. Yeah, like you do you, boo boo. But yeah, yeah, it does make me cringe, and which makes sense because I love kettlebell swings. I think they're wonderful for conditioning and explosiveness and. You know, and overall, like power strength development, I think it's great. Um, like I love seeing powerlifters and weightlifters do them because I think yep. it's it's it just it can translate so well, and it's so minimal that it's not gonna also it's not gonna also it won't take away from your main training. Uh, yeah and you can get so much cardio out of it. Like doing yep. um, interval explosive swings are just killer. Yes. So. I, uh, I put a lot of kettlebell conditioning in all of my athletes' training, like all of them. Yeah. So it's I, I preach body awareness a lot. Like I probably talk about it like every day to somebody. And I feel like kettlebell really helps you connect with what your hips are doing and your lats, obviously. Most definitely. But it just kind of helps you be one piece and figure out what your body's doing while this weight is swinging. So Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's really well stated and I agree. And I think especially like uh, kettlebell snatches, like yeah. doing a really, because they're so rhythmic, 
They are so you know you don't unlike a clean like a clean and jerk or clean and press. It's not segmented like you know cleaning into your rack and then pressing. It's one smooth movement into your overhead. And you obviously, if you do it wrong, you know you'll bang yourself in the arm, or you'll be, or you'll start to feel your uh, scapula kind of like pulling if you're not engaging your lats right. So it, it will really teach you some fluidity and and stability and selective tension really well, and obviously good conditioning. Um, yeah, one of that's definitely one of the hardest events that I've done is the 10 minute clean and press was fucking hard. But fucking ten, eight to ten minutes of snatches with only one, uh, one switch between hands allowed was brutal. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Oh, it was. I did like it was for my very first event. It was actually for my kettlebell coach's test. I did ten minutes with a thirty-five pound kettlebell, sixteen kilo. My hands looked like they went through a shredder. I was still like new so I really didn't understand how to slide the grip properly yeah. and and my and I'm a and my fucking ass like I don't like I don't give a shit if they're if they're ripped like I'm gonna finish this goddamn set yeah. and so I did my the the chalk was all bloody my hands were raw like it it looks it looked real gross yeah. but I but I finished <laughs> did the so fun. Fun, times. <laughs> fun times. Super fun. I remember, like, that was with the 16. I went up to a 20 kilo, and I did um, I did a six-minute set, which obviously, you know, it was, like, in training, and so it wasn't 10. But still, six minutes with a heavier bell, and I didn't – yeah, I didn't tear my hands up, and it was, like, three minutes per side, and I didn't tear my hands up. I remember being so, like, proud of myself for that yeah. one little, little thing. <laughs> I have learned. I have, I have learned things, master. <laughs> can I have this? Can I have cookie, please? Can I have a cookie? They really do. I, I think that's like some of the biggest, like in any lifting, any any sport that is technically challenging. I think those are the things you remember most. Like, yes, getting like your big weight number goals is cool, but when you finally like figure out how to you properly root, properly brace, not hip shift in your squat or not hitch your dead, like whenever you do that, like those are really big deals. Yes, and you're just like hammering a bad habit. Yeah, and when it's finally like, hey, I can on command do it properly. Like that's yeah. huge. Um, like I, 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 to this day, just learning how to brace properly and I'm still obviously always working on it, but it's learning how to brace and be able to do it on command was one of the best points of my <laughs> like active life. <laughs> yep. Seriously. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like that. It's just like a Aladdin, Aladdin movie It's a whole new world. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I can do more things now. Seriously. And everything seems easier. Like, yeah. I was, I remember pissed. I was like, why wasn't I taught this sooner? Like, right. who, why, why, like, it's in strongman, in powerlifting, and in weightlifting, bracing is a very, like, integral thing that everyone learns. But in all yeah. other sports, no one's fucking taught that. I'm like, why? Why isn't nobody teaching this? Like, yeah, in everything. It, it becomes unnatural for everybody as you grow up. Like, everybody starts breathing in their, you know, chest and stuff. Like, they get stressed, and it's a lot of chest breathing all day. Yeah. And we forget that, you know, how to create intra-abdominal pressure. Like, that just, 
doesn't happen naturally anymore when we're adults. So yeah. we, have to re, we have to reteach ourselves and learn how to brace so that we can actually lift heavier weights while braced. Yeah. But, like, so many people do it wrong. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's amazing. And it's like, even when you learn how to do it, you can still, like, improve it. And, like, that's, like, my screen, my, that's, like, a screening that I have. If I meet somebody who says, like, they're a trainer or a coach, and if I am feeling like a brat and I want to kind of, like, be like, all right, how legit are you? If I, I want to see if they know what intra-abdominal pressure is. And yes. if they're like, what? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What is that? I'm like, okay, Chad from 24 hour fitness. Um, yeah. cause there's always a guy named Chad or Brad. Oh, um, it's Owen. Karen. Karen. Yeah. Chad, Brad, Thad, Keith, Karen, <laughs> or Becky. Fucking um, Karen and Becky. Fucking Karen and Becky. <laughs> Such meanies. Yeah, I think pretty much every one of my athletes, I've had to re-teach cue bracing. Yeah. And rooting. Yeah. And they think they know what they're doing, and yeah, I can still see their ribs, like, rising. I'm like, that's not, that's yeah. not bracing. Your ribs should be pinned down. Yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. there's I'm like, yeah, you're not just, like, taking a big breath. That's not what you're doing. Yeah, you're not bloating. Yes, exactly. Like I said, that's a comment. My, um, my, my coach, Scott, on his screensaver, on his phone, he just has the words, um, take, uh, take control of your ribcage or own your ribcage. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, right? Me too. Like, that's it. Like, that is the background on his phone. But that's how, yeah. that's how, and I was like, I was like, oh, I like that. And he's like, dude. I literally have it there to remind myself, uh, and yeah, take ownership of your rib cage. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yep. And I was, I thought it was, it was beautiful. And we always talk about that. Um, yeah, and like learning. I think, and I, huh? I think one of the biggest changes, like to my brace that's happened to me is the ribcage thing but also connecting your lats to your brace has been like a like game changer for me Ooh, yes. just, my whole like torso it's been like rigid versus like trying to stay braced but then like up here is not it's like it's like it's all it's all bendy so so break that yeah. down like what what was that that like like what what helped you cue that together I was reading and he was describing um, in his own words like how he teaches the brace and then he said like most importantly connecting your lats to your brace because your lats are part of your bracing and I just like sat down and thought about it and I'm like literally everything you do yeah like lats are so important and we just easily forget so like a lot of my athletes for like overhead lifts they tend to especially when they get tired lose their lats and so when they go to press it's like they're relying solely on their shoulders i'm like well stop doing that you want to think about pressing with your lats versus just your shoulders yeah. so it just it creates a better power transfer it actually helps you get more leg drive out of it because you're not folding then as you're dipping yeah so. it, it, may, it makes sense and like that's been the hardest thing like in, and i know i have to learn that from my bench because it's exactly the same in bench yes. you should be bracing with your lats and using your lats as a springboard to transfer yeah. the power and it's yeah i have the hardest time with that the hardest yeah. time with that i'm actually i'm really good vertically with that actually i learned how to do that much like well in my in the kettlebell for my cleaning jerks but yeah. doing it in a horizontal plane has 
proven challenging. Yep. It's it's more like it's easier in my brain to get lazy with shit when you're in a bench. Like, I don't know, once you're horizontal like that, I just I don't stay as tight and I find myself getting lazy whether it's leg drive or my lats or whatever. But if I'm standing with weight, it's completely different, I feel. Yeah, because it, it's on like I'm it it's Again, like hor- like when you're standing, you're vertical. Everything is pulling. Even even gravity is pulling you down. Yes. When yeah. you're horizontal, yeah, it's a mind fuck because you need yeah. to create. You need to generate power again in like three different planes at once, and it's none of them are conducive to each other. So it's really it's really hard in that sense, and you have to. I've been I've I've had to try to mind fuck when I'm in the bench. I just try to pretend that I'm not laying down that I'm I just try to pretend like I'm standing up against a wall like against something you know like you know like yeah. shit like like turning a picture on its side and yeah. and that's and that's how I've been trying to think about it better and yep. and be more aware because I get really lazy in my legs too like my legs I'll just forget about them yes like I'm, I'm so yeah, like I'm, I'm like so focused on trying to stack my arms and use my lats and not lose, not not collapse my ribs, and all this kind of stuff for the bench. And then next thing I, I know, I'm struggling, and I'm like, oh yeah, my fucking legs. <laughs> oh yeah, I have those. Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm predominantly leg. I should be using those. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, and then my, and then I'm hyper flexible too. Which I've always been, so it's like I'm, I get, I can easily be in positions that are awkward, and I have to remind myself to like use those parts of my body, even if they're in a weird spot, like you know, if I'm in a big arch or whatever. So, uh, it's a it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. We do this for fun. <laughs> ridiculous yes we are, i i say i'm a self-sadist because i'm not a masochist but i i am a self-sadist yes. for sure because <laughs> mas- masochists like pain for the sake of pain sadists like inflicting on it i like infli- like inflicting it on myself to like get through it i don't like it itself but i like doing it and getting through it yes so exactly self- self-sadism makes makes you better that's the, yep. <laughs> that's the that's the goal. Um, that's, the goal. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. Better in quotations. Yeah, right. But instead, I'm just always sore, always hungry, tired, and I have yes. no social life. That's really what it is. <laughs> People are like, what do you? I, I see like old friends or whatever. Like, what have you been up to? I'm like, I wake up, I eat breakfast, I go to work, I teach clients, I go to the gym, I work out, I die a little bit, I go home, I eat dinner, I watch some TV, I go to bed, and I repeat. Yep. That is what I do. Oh, yep. and then I'll I like make time to interview make me you know, interview people for my 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 random ass show that I created. Right. <laughs> like, and it was like like oh, I, I tell people like oh, you started a podcast. I was like yeah. And they're like, "That's cool. Why?" I'm like, "Cause I wanted to." <laughs> like, it's I a like really. To I get yeah. Like, I get to I get to bribe people to kind of be my friend and talk to me because I quote unquote have a show. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm nobody. Like, there's no reason, but like, whatever, it works. You're just making friends. I know. I'm making friends, and I'm I'm like, hey, I like talk to me. I'm gonna put it up where people can <laughs> listen. Like, like I'm not. 
Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not above emotionally bribing people like at all. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I got I I I moved around a lot as a kid. I grew up mostly by myself. Like I I like interesting people. So if I got to bribe some people to be my friend, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I I, interv- I interviewed um, Melissa Griggs. I don't know. She's she's a powerlifter. She's a yeah. she, if you know who she is. So yeah, she, she is. okay. So her episode comes out tomorrow, and it's really funny. I had one like a really great talk with her. Like it got deep, philosophical, yeah. and um, it was awesome. And, and I, she basically like called me out. I'm like, you started a show just so you can make friends, huh? I'm like. Maybe. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, because she she said, you'll hear it. She's like, yeah, she's like, I think it's cool because you're just like, like, you know, nobody. You're just like some guy. You're like, you didn't, you know, who just like started a show. I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, it's true. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's right. But like, she's like, no, I think it's awesome. I wouldn't have done it. And I'm like, thanks for saving that. <laughs> thanks for saving face for me. You know, because, like, the most other people who start, like, a podcast, like, you have, like, you know, the ri- like ritual with Riley and Tim, they have a, you know, a brand. They have a team. So, they, you know, right. you can, they have that brand to leverage. Or um, there's another one, Beyond the Platform is another powerlifting one, Tony Mark yeah. by this guy. And he's a really accomplished lifter. Or yeah. all this stuff. So all these guys are usually, like, have, like, a leverage to, like, make a show off of. And then there's my ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. That's his story of my of my of my life, Sarah. I'm trying so hard. Like, I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm just. I'm. I'm Rocky. I'm just this guy who's really trying hard, and it's just it's too dumb to not try. The underdog of the powerlifting world. Oh man, I'm I'm not even an underdog. I'm an under squirrel. Just, like, just a squirrel in a dog kennel. Like, hi guys. I just want to let you know that the squirrels always get away from the dogs. So. You know what? That's a that's a very true statement, and I'm gonna take that one to the bank with me. So they do. They they totally do. Uh, I'll I'll be that. I'll be the I'll be the strange squirrel in a dog kennel. It's fine. Uh, it's probably not the weirdest comparison I've ever got. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's cool. Um, okay, so uh, it's been like an hour and a half, and I won't take up any more of your evening. But if somebody, which they should, were to try to get a hold of you to, you know, for coaching or to learn strongman, how could they do that? Um, probably don't come to my house. That's weird. Uh, well, I'm yeah. Just... I mean, how would they even get that, Sarah? Like, so you went zero to sixty to stalker. Like, how would they have your fucking address? You never know. I don't know. Like, everyone knows where I live. You know? I don't know where you live. I mean, does everyone in Iowa know where each other lives? Like, well, yeah, kind of. And ima- I imagine that's just like mid. Like, you just go anywhere in the Midwest, say somebody's name. I, it's true. Like that's like the stereotype of people from the Midwest. Like they're just like really polite. Like it is, like I feel like I could go to Iowa and be like, you know where Sarah Furman lives, and they're gonna be like, no, but let me find out for you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> let me call. Let me call a few people. Let me call a few cousins. Would you like? Would you like something to eat in the meantime? Would you like a donut and a coffee? Yes, I would. 
something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like I, I went to Canada and it was like that. They were like, "Would you like a Tim Hortons?" <laughs> like, yeah. well, yes, I would. <laughs> I, I, I went to a bar. And I told the guy, "I'm like, yeah, I'm from, I'm, I'm up here just, just visiting." I was like walking around by myself. He's like, "Oh, cool. Let me buy you a beer. Welcome to Canada." I was like, "Oh my god, I love this place. This is amazing." It is above and beyond. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, hey, can I play on the pool table? He's like, sure, man. Here, I'll buy you a round. Like, he bought me a beer and a game of pool for no reason. I need to go to Canada. Seriously, Canada was the nicest place ever. And my and I had a friend who lived there. And, he, and then before I went, he's like, yeah, Canada's really nice. He's like, they're nice to everybody except for the French. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, they have some weirdness with the French. He's like, that, that's really the only type of like meanness you'll see out of canadians sure as shit walking to that bar where that guy bought me a beer i finally after being there for four days see a cop car and i see two two cops it's the first time i've seen the canadian cops and it's a black guy and a white guy so right away mixed race is like this is interesting and they're talking to somebody this is interesting i'm like i'm taking note like i'm from southern california so like this is I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the situation. So I'm walking towards them to where I'm going. So, of course, I'm on high alert. I'm like, I'm curious. And I'm walking and walking. I see they're talking to a guy who's, like, sat down on the curb. Where they're, you know, they're questioning. And I get closer and closer. I'm like, who is it going to be? Is it going to be a person of color? I don't know. No. It was a white guy. It was a white guy with long, with a long hair, ponytail, baggy, like, hoodie, and glasses and a weird like goatee thing like he didn't look great um but he wasn't in his prime but like they're talking to him and he's like and i you know again i'm getting closer and closer so i'm like trying to like be nonchalant but i'm really curious of like what this interaction looks like and i get closer and i hear them being like okay sir so like where you know where are you going where are you coming from like we're just trying to find out like you know you're here by yourself and because they have the accent obviously yeah, yeah. and and then sure as shit the guy who they're talking to gets frustrated stands up and he's like kiss kiss it what is going on he's fucking french and i was like oh my god they profiled the french guy it all, it all makes sense i died laughing i texted my friend as soon as i got the wi-fi i was like bro i saw them racially profile a white french dude it was the best <laughs> it's the best moment i've ever experienced from a sideline like that was that was some that was hilarity at its best. Oh god. Uh, Canada's great, and I love hockey, so yeah. Oh well, then there you go. Yeah. Anyways, so don't go to your house, but they can probably find you. Uh, the, oh. My Instagram is uh, SJ Firm. Uh, from there, you can find my email, or you can just direct message me. Yeah, it should be awesome, and I hope they do. Um, and I hope more people can you know learn and. Uh, I think more people should try. Just like I think everyone should try maybe powerlifting. People should try weightlifting. People should definitely try strongman. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that people, you know, they learn something and, and it inspires them to try. That's the goal. Yeah, so, completely agree. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming on and talking uh, with me and basically keeping me company on a Sunday because I have no friends. So more than happy to be your friend <laughs> see it's working i have made more friends but like just for these two hours <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh it's just like it's a time limit like i clock in for the friendship i clock out and like 
You get two hours every Sunday. I'll take that two hours every Sunday, by the way. It's a, you're like, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll bill you the invoice with the interest. It's a very good ROI. <laughs> I just I just get a bill from you. It's like a, in, this, in like a Christmas card, and it has like an invoice for two dozen donuts and five cold brews. I'm like, all right, I'll pay that. I'll pay that. Fair. I'll pay that. Again, I, I I will buy your friendship. I will buy your love, and I'm not above it. That's fine. You're welcome. If that's not if that's not if that's not true like friendship, I don't know what is. It's truly, truly. Truly. If you ever come to California, it kind of is. Like, I come from an Italian family. Like, we will, I will feed the shit out of you. I mean, like, <laughs> like here. Yeah, me too. I like cooking food. So, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Come to California. It's next to the beach, and, you, and you'll get food. Like, it's really not a bad deal. I like all of these things. Yes. It's true. And tonight, I tell people, I'm like, come visit me. Like, you have a place to stay. Like, I'm right by the beach. There's an awesome gym. Like, our, like the gym, our gym here is great. And, yeah. like, and like I'll feed you. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Like, Maybe free beer. <laughs> you, will, you won't have to. You will have you've all the free beer and food. Like, you just, you, just, you just get here. I'll drive. I'll feed you. I'll give you beer. We'll go to the gym. Go to the beach. Whatever you want. Sold. Sold. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I'll hold you to that. You just say when, and I'll I'll, I'll venue be like, here, you want part of the money for the ticket? Venmo. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Again, buying love, and I'm not above it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I swear, I think more people listen if they do actually like listen to my show. I feel like they just have like a lower opinion of me. Like, man, this guy is fucked up. Who is, this Who is this fucking guy? He's just a nobody with a show. He's trying so hard. It's a squirrel. It's a fucking squirrel. That's it. God damn it. Uh, that's probably going to stick way more than I want it to, too. I'm very sorry about that. You're not. You're not at all. God damn it. I brought it on myself. You did. I did. It only cost me two dozen donuts and five cold brews. So that's it. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. I'll, again, I will pay that. Eh, I'll take it. It's way better than way better than the the alternative, which is exactly. nothing. So <laughs> yes, everything comes with a price, as they say. It's very true. Nothing's free. Nothing. Nothing's fucking free. <laughs> no, nothing at all. Uh, all right. Well, I'll be holding you to that. So you 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 come here when you can. Shall. You shall. We actually do have some strongman stuff at my gym, by the way. We have a Viking press. Well, I'll make you do strongman stuff. I'll, I will do it with you. I, that's that's the thing is I I won't do it on my own, but if you come, I will do it, and I will suck, but I'll do it. Perfect. Perfect. As long as I have someone to do it with, I'm fine with it. Like it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you again. And anytime that you want to come back on, just just give me a holler. Um, and yeah, let me know how how it goes with everything. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Because I've now bought your friendship. You're so like, you hold up your end, okay? Yeah. Like. I'll send you my weekly updates. That's all. That's what I want. Two hours every Sunday. Um, I need. That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. Thank you so much, and I will I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Well, if that wasn't a fun old time, I don't know what is. Thank you again, Sarah Furman. 
strongman competitor for coming on and having a good old show and hopefully educating you folks on you know another part of the strength sport world um if you've never done strongman or know about it you know go on youtube learn about it contact sarah Furman on her instas again sj fur um see the video that she did with riley as they said they're gonna be coming out with more which is gonna be great contact her like train with her she's very smart she's very knowledgeable she's obviously a great coach and you know someone who can actually help get you started into something fun so hope you guys take her up on that now that i've bought her friendship she has to deal with me but uh i'm cool with it i, I think she'll be fine She'll be fine. So, anyway, thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, always happy for you guys to stick around for another great episode. And, yeah, we'll just keep it going. That's how I make my friends, obviously, is I, I bribe them onto my show with me. So, it's fun. All right. Well, thank you all again. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. Thank you.